Hi, this is Rocco, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Hello, darling. Computer, status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Sci-fi Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Really, he needs to get that thing looked at. It's Talkcast 105, and it's Trick or Trout Night here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51, it's Sub-Level 14 Steampunk Hot Tub and Guppy Farm. Costumed as an octogenarian Bruce Wayne lookalike in front of the replicate Grauman Chinese Theater in pseudo-Los Angeles, now submerged after the megaquake of 2044, I am the Dome. You're not dressed up. That's how you look all the time. <laughs> Speaking of which, joining the talk cast tonight in the Revere Time Vortex, with her bottle of Skittles vodka, dressed as a work-at-home technician in her bunny slippers and fuzzy robe, our very own puzzle maker, Kriana. Illustrator X said I'm not allowed to bring that this year. from the four color vault of comics and torture chamber in manchester new hampshire wearing one of my all-time favorite costumes tonight he's dressed up as zombie burt ward as we've always known and loved him it's illustrator x i have passed my intro to information technology class technology you are not yet my bitch but i have smacked your ass (laughs) oh crap here we go Oh, let him enjoy it. Yeah, hold well, on to can. that because as he's saying that, Skype is screwing up on us. <laughs> Stop! And joining him tonight, his lovely ingenue. I have only three words tonight. Only three words. Dressed as Vampire Betty Page. That's right, kiddos. That was Vampire like six words. Betty Page. It's the dead redhead. And I am. <laughs> From the Outpost Gallifrey Nymphomaniac Catch and Release Center, outside the Sandusky, Ohio Cedar Point Amusement Center and Werewolf Sanctuary, sporting an amazingly realistic Warren Zevon costume, <laughs> it's Awake by Java. You're just jealous of my pipe. And <laughs> <laughs> we're starting already. <laughs> Our guest tonight, if he ever bothers to show up, is Mike the Animal Doherty. Producer director of the wildly successful Brown Coats Redemption to announce his latest project. And if he's not here, he's not going to announce it, clearly. <laughs> Maybe he'll announce it a different time. Maybe. God, I would... are, we, are we capable of discussing the news for a full hour? <laughs> um, the bear do with the Pope. No, that's. <laughs> Wait. No. Never mind. Let's start the show with last week's poll, because last week's poll went for like a week and a half. But people apparently loved it. Thank you to everybody who voted in the poll. It was one of our most successful polls yet. And what was the poll? The poll was, who is your favorite evil robot or android? And some of you really sucked at figuring out who was evil. (laughs) Let me tell you. Bravo! 
<laughs> Once again, everybody is, well, mo- at least most of our listeners are old school. Number one is the governator himself, the Terminator. Well, well, it would be number one if two people hadn't actually voted for the T-1000 robot instead of the Terminator. <laughs> the her- guys, guys, we need to pay a little better attention here. You know, you know, semantics aside, the Terminator <laughs> was the T-1000 robot. So, yes, he was number one. Terminator 1, second was the gunslinger guy from Westworld. Mr. That was Yul Brenner himself. And oh my no, no, God, no. is that old school. Don't, yeah, don't. That is very, I can't believe some of our uh, listeners can even remember it. I mean, that's before many of them were born. So. I'm surprised <laughs> Dome can remember it. <laughs> no, no, no. Those guys who voted for the T-1000, they're like, the Terminator is not the correct name for his character. <laughs> They're obviously ill informed. Go watch it again. I think we're screwed. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then our third, we had a tie for third between Lore and Mechagodzilla. They're so much alike. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not as alike as as Teddy Ruxpin and Hal Nine Thousand. They got the same amount of votes, and I believe they're evil twins. So you know what a line. Teddy Ruxpin is freaking terrifying. It is, but if you throw a Slayer tape in his back, and wow. <laughs> Anyhow, that was an incredibly, that was probably one of the best polls we've ever had and one of the most uh, well, uh, well attended, whatever. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you all for your participation. You all win a psychic sci fi Saturday night group hug. And, uh, a front hug from, from uh, yours truly, the dead redhead. Oh, babe. <laughs> And I will now have to put on my thinking cap to come up with another really good one for you guys. But hmm. check the website before uh, the weekend is over, because it will be up and waiting for you. So what the hell's been going on this week? Anybody? Uh, mm, nothing. I, I, like I, have, I have a suggestion we, for the poll. We ran out of bread. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a and suggestion for the poll for reals, guys. Uh-oh. Griana. How about your favorite sci-fi hacker? What do you mean? Many are there. Like your favorite hacker well, character. There was the guy in War Games. Claudia. The guy in uh, Misfits of Science. There was the guy in um, Neo. Claudia. Oh yeah. yeah. That and guy from Swordfish who was awesome. And Claudia. Anyone in a Claudia? Team. Yeah. But oh. <laughs> And Chloe from Smallville. Well, there we go. It's one. Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe from Warehouse. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my. And uh, Illustrator X has lost it already. Yeah. Well, okay, that that there's, assumes he ever had it. You know why I've lost it? There's a new Miyazaki movie coming out, and I am thrilled. He is. Let me Woo! tell you right now. Hayao Miyazaki is one of the best directors of our time and he doesn't get any cred because they're all cartoon movies but they are amazing cartoon movies. I think actually he gets plenty of cred. 
I, th I, I think, think he gets a ton of cred, to be honest with you. He gets and maybe a little more their, cred than he necessarily needs. And, and Wait a minute, I have no hair, and I'm giving him cred. <laughs> so bite me. Howl's Moving Castle is incredible. Yes, it is. Absolutely. No, it's not. It's silly. No, you're okay. silly. <laughs> I I don't know. I I I know that a lot of people are huge Miyazaki fans, but uh, we'll see. he's like the trendy guy when you're not really into anime, but you want to seem like you no, are. No, no, you... no, his stuff is awesome. What's really impressive really is, awesome. is that when he did Spirited Away like five movies ago, he yeah. said, right. "This is my last movie. I'm retiring." So none of the movies that he's put out so, since then. So, he just he just likes making otaku go all you know Ace so, Attorney on on the blogs. And so are you saying that Miyazaki is the kiss of anime? <laughs> Perhaps. Kind of. But Studio Ghibli does put out good movies every once in a while, with the exception of that that horrible one. Was it what was it? Pano. Oh, Pano. Was that was horrible. Hey, the well, ham that's industry. because you're not five. <laughs> I thought Howl's Moving Castle was okay, except it didn't make any sense, which I is kind of the case with a lot of Miyazaki movies. Miyazaki's movie that didn't make any sense was Porco Rosso. That made no sense whatsoever. And it was still great. <laughs> <laughs> and then Illustrator X the, likes the typical Miyazaki fan. I didn't understand a, a word of it, but it was awesome. Oh, no, no. I mean, that's, that's the David Lynch fan. Hey, hey! Right. <laughs> no, it's I was going to say, we're just about to get into a Twin Peaks discussion, <laughs> but I'm not going to let that happen. You Because we're moving on. That doesn't mean that, you know, TV, uh, you know, is going to be free of bad ideas because HBO is uh, a destination for... <laughs> Dark Tower. Oh, good lord! Do we? Yes, it's going to be made, and it's going to be on HBO. So, what's the whole deal with the Dark Tower? It's been on my reading list forever, but I've just that's... never gotten around to it. That's because you don't have enough time left in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing it's good. Wait. Well, well, somebody's lying to you. <laughs> I don't even remember why I wanted to read it. Uh, I'll sum it up in two sentences. Cowboy goes on a quest. Trouble ensues. Sound, yeah. Sounds good. It, I it, can it, get we'll on see. board with that. I mean, we'll it's, it's an excellent we'll, series. The only, the only uh -oh, X cowboy... Uh-oh, X liked it. <laughs> it's a dead cowboy? Oh, sorry. <laughs> the cowboy uh, television show that I can remember recently... Firefly. ...was, was Firefly. Okay, exactly. good. You better say and, Firefly. Because they and did you know have what? cows. They, there are no cows in space. Yes, there were. It's just too hard to do a cowboy show that's that that you know you can take seriously. They moved cows and dogs. All right, can I ask a question then? We've had yeah. we've we've had a couple of cowboy sci-fi movies as of late. The last one being uh, Cowboys and Aliens. That was horrendous. Which did, which the book itself, the graphic novel, was really good. Really? I, really? I really enjoyed the novel. I really did. And that's why I was so damn depressed by the end product. What the hell went wrong? Uh, Harrison oh, Ford is 85? Are we talking about Starship Troopers? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, boy. 
It's going to be the subject of an upcoming Futurama episode, so just stay tuned. It's definitely going to be that, for God's sake, and it shouldn't have been. Or at least I don't think it should have. You know, it's like, you know, cowboys, we're, we're, we're uh, pirates on the moon. <laughs> Carry a harpoon! <laughs> I mean, but there ain't nowhere. Just, so I, I don't think I've ever been. Oh my dude. god! No, you realize <laughs> everyone down at Disney is listening to us right now, going, "I got a great idea, Johnny." Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Your character <laughs> in space. No. no, that's that's John Lasseter himself going. I think that this would work. <laughs> somebody hire somebody to do it. Make it work, people. I'm gonna go play with my trains. Let's get Tim Burton to direct it. Yeah, well, Speaking uh, of Tim Burton. Busy enough. Woo, hey, hey, segue. I've got a segue. Hit the segue music. Well, we can slow down on these segues. Speaking of Tim Burton. Yes, my dear. Guess who is going to be in Dark Shadows? Helena Bonham Carter, because she's in everything he does. <laughs> <laughs> Alice freaking Cooper! Well, I mean, could there be a more appropriate person for who stand up well, in Dark Shadows? I, I'm back to what. Which to character? Which character? He's playing, He's playing himself. himself. Only a younger oh. version of himself. I don't so get it. How does that work? I don't get it. How does that work? He's playing in a band. They're gonna they're gonna glue his wrinkles together. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to his be more wrinkles are going to be all of Hollywood. Do not diss the Alice. <laughs> um, we had that discussion before oh, last man. year when we. I'm gonna pretend I've heard of this person and also then pretend that I care. Pretending. This sounds great. Hey, <laughs> who is any, that any guy? Any actor who was who was of hey. the caliber to be on the Muppet Show. And he was 70s. on the Snoop Sisters. They oh, have well, plenty uh, of crappy yes. people on the Muppet Show. Did you see they had Ferguson on Sesame Street? Yes, I did. <laughs> that, that was... I salute you, Craigie Ferg. <laughs> did anyone see they did a Glee parody on Sesame Street? That was just wrong. Oh my. Just oh, wrong. No. I'm afraid to ask. What was it called? Joy? No, it's the G <laughs> Club. It was all about the letter G. Okay. Look it up on the YouTubes. Oh, no, 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 that's that's quite all right. Oh, that's no, I think you have to see it now. I'm going to stick your eyes open with glue and make <laughs> you watch, watch it now. This, then you have to watch Lucio Fulci's masterpiece. You know what? You don't like it, and Dead Redhead likes it, so I'm going to be okay with that. If any of our fans have ever seen House by the Cemetery, will you please stand so by sorry. me? Will you please stand by me and how much fun it is to watch that movie? Well, they'll have to be escorted next to you because they're blind at this point. <laughs> Wow. Okay, we're really, really hating on this movie. It's looking better and better to me. <laughs> I was going to say, can this be any worse than Plan 9 from Outer Space? Yes! I love Plan 9. Because Plan 9 is fun. It can't be any worse than the last indie movie, though. And apparently, <laughs> even Spielberg hated it, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? Have you, Java, have you noticed there's a, a Vogue now? It's like... Oh, that movie I made three or four years ago? Yeah, it sucked. Uh, Transformers 2, Iron Man 2? That sucked. I'm so sorry I had you go pay me all that money. Well, Hey, I mean, this, you're this the sucker that actually, paid it. This is actually an interesting quote because Steven Spielberg and George Lucas have had like a tight relationship for quite a long time. And 
since there's there's talk about a sixth indie movie. Oh uh, no! Oh, He's gonna be gumming his applesauce. It's flying a five. Yeah. Oh Christ. <laughs> there's not enough alcohol in the world. <laughs> yeah. And 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 Labouf is going to be in it again too. Okay, but that's that's a huge mistake, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not a good move on his part. Like, I think you know how this is going to work. You know what? I think he this. Goes, I, oh. He's going to go to Warehouse Thirteen. <laughs> he might do as, better there. As far as Shia LaBeouf is concerned, he's just raking in the dough. You know. I mean, I under, if I was him, I would be doing another indie movie too. Yeah. Because I would be like, hell, hell yeah, I'm gonna, I want another indie movie paycheck. Please, well, yeah. I'll take another sixty million dollars to do a film. Yeah, it Are sucks to be me? him. Well, it's ridiculous. You know. That kid, that kid has the best situation right now of, of one of the best situations in Hollywood. Now, is he gonna have a comeback after a long period of sucking, like Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio or? Um, when was uh, that? I must have missed it. What? Leonardo DiCaprio's comeback? Yeah. Yeah, it was you missed it? in the past few years. Yeah, when did he get good? Because I... Well, you didn't bother to see Inception, did you? Nope. Are you saying you didn't appreciate him in Romeo plus Juliet? Oh. No, I did not. Let's <laughs> not go there. I also did not appreciate him in that one about the check fraud guy. I also did not appreciate him in that one that he just did about the mental asylum. Wow, you really love his movies, though. You keep seeing them. But um, he, it's not by choice. He is he is a great actor, uh, but see, I don't really? think on what I don't planet. Think that, oh yeah, he's a fantastic actor, but the I don't think <laughs> he's fantastic think at acting LaBeouf, horrifyingly, if that's what you mean. I don't think that Shia LaBeouf is go- is that kind of a person. I don't. I mean, all he's going to do is once he cashes in on his last big movie. He's going to sit uh, sit and roll around on his big pile of money forever. <laughs> and you know what? I don't think it's that great a loss. I well, really yeah. don't. Well, you know, but if there's one thing that we learned today, it's that Java has the hots for Leo. <laughs> no, he's Leo, your number one fan right here. He's just a he's just a really great actor. Everything <laughs> Oh I'm, yeah, really I'm, great I'm really actor. I'm looking forward to seeing Jay Edgar because I think yeah. it's going to be one of the best Oh films my god, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> Is he going to wear the dress, though? That's what I want to know. Actually, is, is he going to be a J. Edgar, or is he going to be Hoover and just suck? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. 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 That's your back. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, Java's right in that after making a, a series of incredible, bad, passive Like, movies, when did it get good? I don't understand. No. Inception. No, no. Inception wasn't his best his his comeback movie. Uh I mean there were there were a variety of um movies before before that w- where he really was able to shine in a dramatic role. Um yeah. and uh, I think it? Sharon Stone's Lover and Quick and the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's a cowboy. Well, <laughs> Catch me if you can. The that was aviator, horrible. the departed. Okay, well, you guys Blood can go Diamond verbally fillet Leo some more later. <laughs> Let's move on. I didn't no. see Shutter <laughs> Island, but it was horrifying. All of those movies that you just said were bad. No, they weren't. Yeah, they no, were. The aviator was fantastic. But, 
But you know, he, he we have to say he's seen. at least better than James Franco, okay? I'll give you that much. He's better than James Franco. Well, that's not really... Okay, but why would you having an opinion necessarily? What what brings James Franco? I know him together oh. because I think that James Franco sucks, but they keep letting him make movies. Years now. from now, years from now, people are going to be doing their own little trivial pursuit game, and they're going to be like, "Okay, in which talk cast? What, what, what the big DiCaprio Franco throwdown on side Wow! You know what? You know what? You know what? She had it right in the first movie when she threw him off the door into the water, okay? <laughs> Just saying. Nice. Let hey, go. Just please, for the you know, love of Christ, let go. I just want to point out, Mr. DiCaprio, this in no way means that we don't want you on the show. Because we know you're listening. We would love to have your accountant on the show. We would love to have your money on the show. So please, call in. Look. Meanwhile, we're, we're talking about people who have spent jillions and jillions of dollars on movies that are dubious at best. And, and Joss Whedon right now is, is finishing up photography on the Avengers, which I can't wait to see. Wait a minute. When did Joss Whedon have jillions of dollars? Oh, he didn't. Okay, but then. Joss Whedon just uh, released a film called... Much Ado About Nothing. Yes, he it did. It was shot in 12 days. Oh. And it's an incredibly cool film. It is... See that. How could it be Michael Keaton's performance in the last version? Oh, stop it. Oh. And Keanu Reeves. Listen to the cast. You know, the only person better doing Shakespeare, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good actor. Hey, Juliet, up there on the balcony. You, you know, who, he was much better than Stuart and Tennant in that crappy Hamlet. Hey. Oh, snap. <laughs> that was sarcastic. Back to Much Ado About Nothing. Here's the cast list. Could be the name of our Your show. mom. Amy, Ack- Amy Acker, Alexis Denisoff, Franz Krantz. Clark Gregg, Emma Bates, Tom Lank, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, it's his same incestuous little cast, isn't it? I love it. About yep. 55%, 55 or 60% of it. And it was shot in 12 days. Nice. What has Alexis Denisoff been up to? Uh, he's doing guest shots all over the place. Yeah, but he doesn't have to do anything. His wife is playing the character in How I Met Your Mother. So Yeah, <laughs> really, they're yeah. pretty much, yeah, they they. <laughs> They they've got fu money at this point. Yeah. But Jesus, you know, here's here's Nathan, possibly working on the biggest film of his career. Ant Man. Right, Ant Man, <laughs> <The> Avengers. <laughs> right. And here, in the middle of shooting, drops this bombshell twelve day movie. We shot it in twelve days. It's being edited now, and. Everybody who's who's seen it or who's worked in it um, says it's freaking phenomenal. It's shot in black and white. It's called what they're calling a micro-budget independent uh, because his wife wanted to produce a film through their new uh, Bellwether Studios, and it was shot in, in, in his house. <laughs> I can see it from <laughs> my house. 
It's, so they had a down day, and it was like, come on, guys, let's go shoot. <laughs> but Joss Whedon, this is funny, because I was just reading about this. Joss Whedon likes to just have his actors over, like, once a week or so and just do a Shakespeare reading all day and get drunk yep. doing it. And that's how the Buffy musical came about. They happened to move, do much about much do about nothing, and somehow they got the idea of, well, wouldn't it be better on the piano? And then he realized that his cast could sing, except Willow. <laughs> And Buffy. Yeah, yeah, but she's adorable. Buffy wasn't that good either. She wasn't that good, but Willow couldn't sing at yeah, that's, all. Yeah, that's true. No, no argument. Yeah, but out. Amber, Amber's got a set of pipes. Yeah, oh, man. that's true. She and was like the total breakaway out. surprise. Hey, 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 you leave my Amber alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's right, he's right, I'm telling her you said that, X. Next time you we see nice her. nice to my Amber. Yes, mm, I think she might have an objection to you calling her that. Because <laughs> I kind that. of have an objection to you calling her that. <laughs> we you know, love you, Amber. We love you to death, darling. Yeah, Dome only loves you in a creepy way, though. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and I have the picture on my desk to prove it. Woo! Yeah. Ew. You know. So anyway. <laughs> This is There's one of those films, Much Ado About Nothing, may end up, you know, going direct to DVD. But God damn it, I want to see it. I want it to I go direct too. to the internet. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, Joss. I want to see it now. Yeah. I know. I know. It's It looks really freaking cool. It absolutely does. Got to be better than Twelfth Night. <laughs> so. Ow. <laughs> Our guest is a new shoe. Mm-hmm. Michael. You know what? I'd say Fair, Mr. Daugherty, we have ways to make you talk. Well, Actually, you know, we you don't. You know what isn't going to be a no-show, and I'm pretty it. excited about it. Here we go. Get ready, Kriana. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Ender's Game. Ender's Game has gotten a release date for March 2013. So. You know, they said it wasn't going to happen. They've been saying it for years it's not going to happen. I'm still not sure why it's being made. But because is it it's being a fantastic made or do they just story and it's a cinematic it. from a cinematic writer who can who can who, which will translate really well to film allegedly and as as long as as long as the script is you know on um on point and it's going to be because Orson Scott Card is writing it himself allegedly uh, yeah well you know he's involved at least allegedly um, we're we're probably going <laughs> to um, I'm just we're gonna see at least, at least a, a, a a version of the story that's probably worth checking out. Wow, that was the weakest recommendation you've ever given. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love rightfully, that. Rightfully I love so, that. because we've seen too many, you know, decent books that had a really good shot of being good movies get literally raped. It's I mean, probably you know, gonna be kind of okay. Well, yeah. I, I'm I'm hedging my bets on this one because I really love the book, and I and I I think that that's true for a lot of people, uh, my age at least, you know, who read it as as kids and and really connected to the character of Ender, and 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 also especially being so a possibility for another book. Uh, if I haven't yet. bothered to read this book yet, why should I? Uh, you probably Plus, shouldn't. Oh. Okay. Wow. You know what? I mean, I'll it's second. it's a good. It is a really good book. Why? There, there's a there's a point in the book where you just like uh, the character comes to a realization at the same time that you come to a realization, and that 
particular part of the book is is worth reading the the entire book. Um, but if, if you're but somebody, like, hook me on it, sell it to me. Where where's the sex in this? Uh, <laughs> sex sells, right? No. And we're back. That was the weirdest thing ever. Illustrator X, I freaking hate you. Skype doesn't like me saying space incest aliens, apparently. Oh, oh, okay, that's what I missed. Nice going, Java. Uh, basically, um, there's there's this young kid who's uh, a super genius, and he's taken up taken to this uh, this facility and trained uh, and sent to fight in a war. Um. But it's all on video. It's like a video game. He's trained to play a video game, um, but it turns As out that he's, that, yeah. that he's actually fighting a real war. And this yeah. is not lame. How? Uh, all right, think Dexter's Lab meets Starship Troopers. My previous question stands. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing that Orson Scott Card can really do in his writing, it's it's make you connect to a character, and that's what the book is about. It's kind of about connecting to the character. So it's character driven rather than plot driven. Uh, yeah. No, not really. No, it's it's a decent plot too. I I, well, I don't get these touchy feely books. I'm not a, good like a, that. It's not. Except the, for you know a certain kind of touchy feel. You, never mind. The, the character is <laughs> it's uh, what what I like to call in my own head a super dynamic character because um, they go through an unbelievable amount of change in the during the course of the book and that change that that character goes through is what drives the book forward. Um, and and it, there uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on around him and that's what will make it a good movie, but. The character is really based on, or the story is really based on the character. This does not sound like it would translate well to movies at all. Java, all I was going to say, Java, we have just missed a card so much on this show. I don't think he'll ever come on this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have. We Do really we want have. him to? Why not? Yeah. Why? Well, he's kind well, he's... of a dick. But hey, because <laughs> oh, he's got a movie that, coming that out. That obviously isn't uh, a isn't a isn't something that gets in the way of people coming onto our show. We true. <laughs> you, you make we a good point, Java. Fair share of them there. By the way, you know what? You know, I feel like I need to bring this up because I still haven't heard back from him. Remember when we had the succord on the show? Oh my oh, God! Yeah. Yes, there's an there like we haven't mentioned this yet. I feel like there's an elephant in the room, and then I just need to like. Go ahead. Men- mention it. Mention mention the hour of suck lorditude that we were subjected to. No, no, the suck lord is fine. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um. Well, you know, Zombrian and I were chilling the other day, <laughs> watching Bravo like we do, because we're lesbians, and that's what lesbians do. <laughs> Wait, is that is that the lesbian? Is that pad? the you? That's what lesbians do. We watch Bravo. There's Project Runway. You know, we're kind of like gay men like that. I get right? that piece. Okay. We're watching. I don't I don't even remember what we were watching. But all of a sudden, this commercial comes on for the next great art something. And all of a sudden, Zombrarian, who's like freakily good with faces, goes, Whoa, rewind that commercial. Did you see that? And I'm like... No. 
<laughs> so I rewind it, we play it in slow motion, and this guy comes on, and his voice is familiar, and all of a sudden, his name comes out, and it's The Suck Lord. And we're like, holy what the fuck. And then, we had to Google it and make sure it was really the same guy. And it is! Holy crap. His self-portrait was one of his action figures. <laughs> it was actually kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, okay. he's on freaking Bravo. He was on, on our show. show for you heard uh, it here first, people. So creators, you know, guests on Sci-Fi Saturday Night do go on to fame and fortune. So no, uh, guests you know. on Sci-Fi Saturday Night have shows on Bravo. Hey, he's on reality TV. That makes him famous, man. <laughs> yes, him and the Kardashians. Hey. Absolutely. You know what? He was fine. He had donated one of his CDs for Genie. That's right. So you know what? Leave the I suck lord there. alone. Leave the suck lord alone. Brianna. <laughs> yes. You have roped me in with that story in exactly the same way that scientists went to lasso an asteroid and build a space station on it. And if that is thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my pumpkin beer. <laughs> I'm clearly not drinking enough to get you tonight, X. Because <laughs> if you look at my posts... Is oh, I'll just... look at your posts. You. Scientists. <laughs> oh, I have a link there. Oh, God. No, don't. Kriana, do not. Do not respond to his little link. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, as long as we're not getting to the Deku nuts, <laughs> Instead of, you know giving out free internet for all or whatever. Scientists now want to lasso an asteroid, go up there with a space cowboy or something, lasso an asteroid, and put a space station on it. Why? We have a perfectly good moon. Asteroid is going somewhere. <laughs> asteroid is going somewhere? Well, yeah. not if you rope it and change its orbit. Or path. In space 1999, the moon just went away. Always a possibility. Uh, don't rule it out. Meh. Meh? Meh. I don't know. I don't know. I, it just doesn't make a shitload of sense to me. No. I mean, you know. You know why? Because they're not going to get any funding, so it's never going to happen, so who cares? Whatever. Point taken. Next. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my segue, damn it. <laughs> Although there is something that is getting funding that is obviously uh -oh. worth our time uh -oh. and, and effort, which is The Walking Dead. Yeah, two two episodes in, and season three has been greenlit for 13 episodes. Did they at least give it a better budget this time? I would say, would they give them more than $13? No, they're going to cut it another 25%. Jeez. Unbelievable. Seriously? No. <laughs> Oh. I don't know. Probably. Nobody knows. Hey, did anyone see the parody The Walkin' Dead where all the zombies talk like Christopher Walken? <laughs> no. That's a thing. I didn't make that up. That's a thing. Google That's it. Hilarious. YouTube it. Seconds. That's all I can think of now. Anytime anyone says YouTube Walking it. Dead, I'm thinking Walkin' Dead. That's all I think of. Which is how it should be. Yeah, YouTube it, peeps. Yeah. <laughs> there we go going to be interesting i mean you know i'm i'm sorry but it's probably the best zombie on on uh, tv right now well but, is but it the only is... zombie on tv but but speaking of tv it's right. 
<laughs> wow, Christ. we're fighting for them. <laughs> absolutely. Guys, it's 8.35. Wow. <laughs> for those of you following along on the recording, it is currently 8.30. Wait, it's 8.36 now. Right. I would just like to say. It was a fight for the next segue. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. We didn't talk about Once Upon a Time yet. That's, That's gonna... what I was just about to Oh, I read your mind! <laughs> I'm sorry. Let, yeah. let me know when it's over. Yes. We don't screen. agree. So, so Dead Redhead, why don't you start off and tell us what you didn't like about it? Okay, I watched it. Now, I will admit that I am a huge fan of DC's ongoing comic book fables. I read it from the very first issue... I tried to put that to the side and say, okay, this is not going to be fables. I understand that. It's not called fables. They're not presenting that it is fables. I get that. However, I watched it. I thought it was very slowly paced. I thought that, and um, I, I made the joke earlier that the wig on Snow White looked like something they would have given Wonder Woman in that TV show that they were going to do. <laughs> that was true. Um, <laughs> Really cheap wigs and a, actually and the wig on outfits. that one was better than the one. Okay, okay, okay. I just I I didn't like it. I thought it was very slowly paced. I thought it was too cutesy and very predictable. And I just I, I well didn't well like it. well okay. But you can't you can't get all judgy yet. Yet, I'm not saying ever. But yet, I can't. No, no, no. You can't. You got to give it a minute because this was the pilot, and it's the pilot of a TV show. That's coming in here and doing something a little different. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go point by point for a minute. You but, were but you were you were right about the wig. The wig was awful, and the only thing more awful than the wig was her actual haircut. Kriana, but don't make don't say do one of those things like my friends who when they say you've got to watch this anime and I start watching and by the third episode I'm like I am not watching this anymore and then they're like but if you watch the sixth one you would have got it no I'm not saying you have to give it that much time but the pilots can sometimes be a little rocky for shows like this that's you, true you, you, you know yeah it's going to be a little slow but they had a lot to establish what they, I think it, they were deliberate in their slowness with trying to give it more of an epic feel did they achieve that? Not really. But they tried. Um, I think that the woman who played the evil queen was fairly excellent. Meh. I thought she was good. Yeah, I think it's kind of mad with that. Too. I think it's only going to go up from there. I think Dr. Cameron is, a, is adorable. <laughs> okay, that came out a little worse than I meant it to. But no, I, I felt like she was good. She's very, like, I think that her... Maybe it's her personality even is just so suited to her role where she's like, yeah, okay, kid, whatever, you know, that's just kind of the way she is. But, you know, she, she's thinking about it. I kind of like the way that they translated a couple of the characters like Jiminy Cricket into um, actual people when they couldn't be a cricket, obviously. Well, the and, one translation that I thought was really, really good was Rumpelstiltskin. That was also see, good. Not, I didn't like his character at all. Yeah, I don't get why Rumpelstiltskin can see the future. Does and anyone get that? Just, I understand why they're kind of scared of him, because you would be, in, from the, the original Grim Fairy Tales, he was mm -hmm. very scary. Right, but can yeah. he see the future? But, like, 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that either. I was kind of like, what? And I expected him to be small and look like the the rock and roll guy Mortis, who if anybody out there knows who Mortis oh, is, they Christ. know exactly what I'm talking about. But I, I, he just didn't look like I would think of Rumpelstiltskin in my head. Like, very different. And that's why I was like, you know, we're making him creepy, but he looks more like the Crypt Keeper than, than Rumpelstiltskin. But then I want to move on to the kid, her son, who she gave up he for adoption. Cute. He yeah. was cute. He was a decent actor. You know, not awesome, but he's a kid. What, what are you going to say? Like, he's better than the kid who played Anakin Skywalker. Shouldn't he be a girl? According wow, to the story, there's a there's a goal to reach for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on, like why why should he be a girl? I thought they kept saying she was gonna be a girl, and then no no, no 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 honey honey no Snow White's kid that's right. Doctor Cameron. She's oh. she's supposed to come back to the town on her twenty eighth birthday, which just happened to be when the kid she gave up for adoption showed up on her doorstep and brought her to Maine. <laughs> Okay. I like her little thing where that she can tell when people are lying. It's not too super powery, but it's just cute okay. enough that it gives her a little bit of an edge without being like invincible. But, but that's what Jimmy Olsen was doing on Warehouse 13. I still <laughs> love him. Leave me alone. I loved him too. I thought it was a great character. Jinxie's my fence jumper. <laughs> but like no I, no I think I think there was some solid establishment it was a little slow but I get where they were trying to go and it was a pilot so it's possible that when they shot it they didn't have the money or the funding or the resources to do it the way that they wanted hence the crappy wigs it's possible when the next episode rolls around the production values are going to go up a little bit and it won't bother you as much yeah. Okay. I have to make the comment this is that I hate the art in Fables. In is the pilot. So we're not going to be a good show and we're not going to spend the money on this. We're going to spend it on on the second episode when no one's watching. No, that's not it at all. It's that, you know, when you're making a pilot, you don't even have any money. Like, you put as much into it as you can, but without studio backing, what have you got? What's coming out of your pocket? That's all. Yeah, but when when... In a lot of cases, when a network picks up a pilot, they go back and they sweeten it. Or in, in a number of cases, they've reshot the pilot. They didn't do that for True Blood. No, but they've done it They've done it for a number of other shows. And actually, Dollhouse was one where they reshot the pilot. Well, look, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have. Yeah, I'm I just saying that it's have. possible that that's why it wasn't as good as it could have been. Mm. And that we should give it... One, maybe two more episodes to find its feet. I will give it one more just for you, darling, because you're cute. No. Well, you know, you know, my my problem is I, I that just, it was the pa- for me it was the pacing. The pacing was making me crazy. I thought if this is my pilot, give me at least a little bit of action to bring me back next time. Well, there was she. She almost hit a wolf with that damn Volkswagen. <laughs> that, that was the most action that occurred in that entire episode. And the scary thing is that the, the other show that's tout, touted as the reimagining of fairy tales, wait, Grimm. Wait, wait. What? Go ahead. Before you get into Grimm. Okay. 
the episode featured an invasion of a kingdom in which people were slaughtered and we never saw it. No one was slaughtered. Oh, I'm sorry. There was an invasion of the kingdom and they were like, okay, you guys just stand over there while we do What are you talking about? There was a curse that happened in the kingdom and they all got transported to our world. Nobody really died. Wait, no, because remember, they were standing on the parapets of the castle and they were like, look, someone actually bought a dry ice machine and is sending smoke our way. No, 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 look. The (laughs) only reason that people died in that particular scene was because they knew that they had a way to get around it and they were trying to stop them. But everyone else just got transported. No one else died. Okay, see, I assume when you're taking over a kingdom that you're killing people along the way. I didn't realize they were like, okay, everyone just be cool, we're taking over, but you stay in your home and we're just going to transport No, them. no, no, her whole thing was, she wasn't going to kill them, she was going to put them in living but, hell, okay. and they weren't even going to know they were there. And living, living hell, living hell, hell about... is main. Yeah, living hell, living hell is main. Living hell is listening to this conversation. Oh, you know what? Bite me. DiCaprio it's lover. On. It's been going on long enough that I was. Sorry, able to sorry, it. sorry. Did did your mouth come off from Leonardo's penis? No, but I had enough time to finish this week's episode of Walking Dead. And, <laughs> and, and you know what? All I can say is that I I love zombies and I can't get enough of them. And luckily, I'm not going to have to wait to see another George Romero movie because he's already working on his next film, The Zombie Autopsies, which yeah. is kind of a different thing. Didn't we see that last week on Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah. I, I had enough, thanks. I'm well, cool. The, 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 weird, the cool thing about this, uh, this, this movie is that it's based on uh, a novel by a guy named uh, Stephen Schlossman. But uh, the cool thing okay. is that he's actually a doctor, and so uh, the the all of the the book is is medically correct, and this whole uh, search for um, the medical causes of the zombies in this book, and so it's kind of an, a, a kind of a different attack on the zombie problem for Romero. Hmm. Well, I will. I will always be willing to see a George Romero movie. I have to say, we did just see Survival of the Dead. I was disappointed. I have to say, I liked Diary of the Dead. I thought it was very cool. Um, I mean, way back, I've seen almost. Wait, there's single- more than three. Oh, good oh, yes. Lord, yes. Hey, I no, no seriously, I was unaware. We have night. We have dawn. We have day, which of course makes that's where I thought it was. That's where I thought it ended. Made me famous. Yes, that's right. Then we have land. Then we have land. Then we have wraps that up. Right, and then they started with diary. Diary, and then which led into survival. Yep. So So up to seven. So this next one will be seven. Huh. Good lord. I'm cool. I'm I'm good with Shaun of the Dead actually. (laughs) From arrows in that. He's a yeah, zombie. he is. That's right. He got to be a zombie. But, I mean, survival, I just thought it lacked. It just it didn't have the... You know what it was? We were just watching the original Dawn of the Dead again. And we had it on, and part of it was the Tom Savini's effects. You know, the man is cocky as all get out, but you know what? It's because he was the master, if he's not still is. I think Greg, Greg Nicotero has given him a run for his money. 
But Tom Savini was the god of special effects, especially zombie effects at the time. You would see somebody bite into a fake leg or something, and you cringe. You still cringe. It's like, oh, man, that got hard. Oh, and- as opposed to in The Walking Dead in the first episode where they have that shot of the zombies eating the clearly fake dog, and you're like, why? <laughs> but I mean, and, and survival just didn't have yeah. that. You know, we had... Well, we had zombies on horses. Yeah, it was like the, the Hatfields and the McCoys done with zombies. And it was like... And why does everybody on Plum Island... What is that? Off the coast of Delaware? Why is everybody in this uh, this island off the coast of Delaware speak with Irish and Scottish brogues? What because is up I, with that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? Because you, Come it's on. because you people are indistinguishable to the rest of the country. <laughs> Irish and Scottish. Huh. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? He, I we might have reached the point where there are enough zombies. But you know what? You can never have enough of Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh God! <laughs> well, I <laughs> am queuing up The Departed as we speak. But uh, you can't have enough killer computers. And uh, one, of, one of the one of the coolest things that I've seen there recently is uh, is. Think Geek's new product, which is HAL 9000. You can buy HAL 9000, and it plugs into your iPhone 4S, and you can Wait, isn't that just called Siri? Uh, yeah. Well, ah. the, the 4S has Siri. but uh, Right, you, but isn't Siri just as good as HAL? I mean... No, that's the point. It turns Siri into HAL. Oh. And you plug it into the computer, and you can talk to it from across the room and tell it to open the pod bay doors. I can't do that. (laughs) There will be a link in the show notes so you can all be with me. No spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers for 2001 A Space. Yeah, no spoilers, man. (laughs) There are people who haven't seen it yet who haven't been born. (laughs) <laughs> we can't spoil them. You know what? Have you guys seen the video on YouTube of the kid who's who's seeing uh, Darth Vader's revelation to Luke that he is? Oh my father? god, that's so cute! <laughs> that that makes me want to be a father because I want to do that. I want to. <laughs> yeah, whoever thought to videotape their kid's reaction to this is a freaking genius. Because the daughter's just like. Eh. Whatever, but the son is like his mind is literally blown in front of your well, eyes. And the, and the cool thing is that their the parents had thought they had a they had a Star Wars movies plan for their offspring. Like they knew <laughs> how they were going to introduce their children to the friend. I mean, that's the kind of thing that you, parents often. It's not in parenting books. How are you going to introduce the Star Wars series to your children? Like. For example, so freaking scarring. After, you have no idea. After seeing that, after seeing that that little uh, movie on YouTube, I started writing my first draft of my Star Trek uh, children re- reveal plan. Uh, like uh, how how we are. How, going how are you going to gonna introduce your children to the Borg? Yeah, we're, we're going to start with the next generation because that's what a Starfleet uh, ship should be like. And right, and then move on to the original series so they get some Spock in their lives. Well, yes. I can Everyone needs a little Spock you know in their lives. You can do without Spock. I'll probably move them on to Voyager because Voyager is, is a little bit 
Oh, with come on, Java. And then we'll do the original series because by that p- point, they will know Starfleet Protocol and they can see Kirk being just an, <laughs> an ass hat and yeah. still, still realize that the Prime Directive is most important. Yeah, that's true. And those are the only relevant Star Trek series anyway. Yeah, right. They, okay. Uh, well, please. Sorry, I thought you said relevant Star Trek series. <laughs> they are. When is the next generation not relevant? Hey, oh, you leave Wesley Crusher's glorious fucking bouffant alone, okay? <laughs> you know what? Get off my bridge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I just finished watching the Voyager series on Netflix. I finished season seven, the last episode. That ended abruptly. Can I just say that? Well, of it, ended it ended up. up yeah, well, they, they knew. And I mean, the last episode was uh, a two hour episode. And it was kind of, kind of. Can we can we go no spoilers on this? <laughs> uh, okay, hang on. I'll play. I'll play the warning. Spoilers. There we go. They run into the Jupiter two. They rescue <laughs> Billy Mooney and they bring his ass home. And Doctor Smith, that bastard. Anyway. I love Doctor Smith. Uh, okay. somebody, somebody had to like Jonathan. Anyway. <laughs> no, it, it was it was one of the more it was one of the better endings of the series of a series a star trek series if you look at the way they ended deep space nine it was there was a jarring ending yeah just like the jarring beginning and the jarring middle that i slept through i I haven't watched deep space nine because it wasn't on netflix until after until october and i was already deep into voyager by that point so it's still um, kind of boring Oh, yeah, yeah. Deep Space you know what? Nine I, I feel worse. the same way about Deep Space Nine that I do about Babylon Five. Like, I'm sure it's great, but I'm probably never going to take the time. There are selected episodes in Deep Space Nine that are so worth the time. I just, I just feel like I can't be without Star Trek in my life right now. Okay, I'm, but okay, but they had to bring the transporter chief from the Enterprise over to make it interesting. Really? Oh no, 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 no! Chief Alpha- O'Brien. He's going to pump up the ratings right there. Oh, wait, that didn't work. Let's get the Klingon. Okay, that worked a little. I think now you're canceled. See you later. It was, they could have still brought Cole Meany, but his character from The Commitments. Instead of- <laughs> <laughs> so that's the bond, is it? But you two are shitting themselves. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, what, that's where Voyager got it right, because they brought a, across Troy. They brought across Diana Troy. <laughs> Sweet. Mm. Yeah, we we know where your head was at at that point, don't we? <laughs> I mean, I mean, they were just. I mean, they were overflowing. They had, they had, you know, they had seven of nine, and they had, they had Q? Bolana Torres, and they Bolana, had, yeah, Bolana you mean was seven a of thirty yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seven of forty two double Ds. <laughs> now that is a Borg queen. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, and then they had Captain Janeway herself. But then to add, okay, in, okay, and now she's on. Now she's on Warehouse 13. Still hot. No, no. Yes, she's, not. she's still hot, even though she's Pete's mom. She's just kind of milfy. No, wow. She was kind of milfy when she was Captain Janeway. I still think now, she's pretty hot. Kind of guilty. Well, sure. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll go there. Like she's she's still kind of like authoritatively hot. Don't. You. Don't. Doesn't she still remind you of Mrs. Columbo? Oh, God, yes. 
just a horrible TV series that should have never happened. Because you and I are the only two on this show that remember that it. would remember that. <laughs> Thank like, God. You, you know what? I'm so glad nobody else remembers that. Because <laughs> it was the worst. And even she will have to admit that. Well, uh, have her on the show to uh, well, admit it to the rest of say. our public. <laughs> yeah. Dear so, Captain Janeway, be on our show. So, dear whatever your name is. Kate Mulgrew, Janeway. come on! Oh, come on, Kate Mulgrew. Everybody knows that. So, I God. still think you're sexy, Kate. And I'm not sure what? that's going to make her feel better. Yeah, I'm not sure it is either, to be honest with you. Oh. And I, and I want to take this moment sexy. in time to wish all of our listeners out there an incredibly happy Halloween. Be safe. Be happy. Join us next week because we're done. We're done with what? This we're show. This show? Oh. That, <laughs> speaking of abrupt endings. Yeah, really? <laughs> okay, Wait, sure. Hold on. I have to go back in time for a second. You didn't tell the rest of us that. <laughs> Through the Temporal Prime Directive. Okay, folks. Next week, remember, remember the 5th of November when Comic Art House's Bob Shaw gives us a sneak preview of the guest list for Boston Comic Con 2012. Woo! Sweet! Then on November 12th, Dave Gordon, artist, photographer, animator, sculptor, and now, guest. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dork, X. I love you. <laughs> November 19th, author Michael J. Sullivan talks about his novel, A Theft of Swords. At least they didn't touch his caught piece. <laughs> and for Friends of the Brain Jar, on October 30th, see Sturgeon Steve said a Saturday Fright Special Spooktacular at the Colonial Theater in Keene, New Hampshire. Go, Steve! And on November 6th, meet Buck Rogers, Captain Marvel, and all your favorite heroes at the South Coast Toy and Comic Show in fabulous Fairhaven, Mass. And find the dome while we dare you! That's right. Brown Coats Unite. Track down a copy of the Halloween anthology Every Which Way But Wicked. All proceeds going to Nathan Fillion's charity Kids Need to Read. And by the way, this is number one at Amazon right now. Even Rocco the Cat likes it. No! No! Sci-fi Do I have a cat noise? That'd be cool (laughs) if I did. I don't think Uh, I'd do, though. Sorry, guys. The official podcast of the Boston Comic Con and of Comic Art House, your one and only source for original comic artwork. <laughs> I had one! <laughs> Sorry. At comicarthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Zanois. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. No. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana. Thank you, darling. It tastes like pumpkin pie, but beer. Yeah, lucky you. From the Vorkolor Vault of Comics and Torture Chamber, Illustrator X, Dead Redhead, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Over later, come and done out. I'll save all my wax lips for you. Cool. (laughs) And from Outpost Gallifrey, gaming editor, birthday boy, and nymphomaniac catcher, Java. Thank you, buddy. It's not my birthday. (laughs) Every day is your birthday. And this is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Good night, and happy Halloween!
Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel.